Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, you're very welcome along to an emergency edition of the group chat. I am news correspondent Richard Chambers, joined by my fellow crisis correspondents, Zara King, <laughs> Gavin Riley. We have Hello. smashed the glass box to take out, pull the emergency alarm on the podcast for the very, very first time. And what an occasion to do it. We are joining uh, you live on a Friday evening to discuss the media story of the week, uh, public money story of the week, political story of the week. It's just the big story of the week. It is Ryan Tuberty and the €345,000 in payments, which were not properly declared. It is a story which has huge ramifications in terms of trust in the national broadcaster, in terms of, you know, how public money is used by RTE, and just generally confidence across the board as to how, you know, organisations of the size of RTE can account for all of these years in which their top... um, personality their top paid presenter their most reputationally high presenter has been paid more so Gav do you want to start us off just how did this story come to light uh how it came to light uh is broadly because there had been uh some irregularities found within RTE's accounts when Deloitte who are RTE's major accountants were doing their annual brush up of stuff so they're going through all the accounts line by line February and March and saw something that was anomalous um, it was brought to the RTE board and then they brought it to uh, Grant Thornton to try and do a bit of forensic digging to figure out what was going on. In the meantime, in the last uh, 24, 48, 72 hours, some, a few bits and pieces suggesting that there might be something big coming from RTE had made their way to various newsrooms. Different newsrooms started putting in queries and eventually to try and stem the flow, RTE effectively decided that they would control the story. And so... With the RTE board having made its decisions last Wednesday, then on Thursday afternoon they put out a statement revealing that for six years Ryan Tuberty had actually been paid quite a bit more than RTE had officially declared. And I would say, just by the way, you mentioned that this is a, a big political story, big public money story. Like, it is all those things. And that's worth saying maybe at the outset for people who might think that this is a bit of a showbiz story or they might think that it's just a, a public darning being taken down. There's so many aspects to it because it is... A public entity like RTE, an entity that gets hundreds of millions in public funds a year, and Ryan Tuberty being one of the chief benefactors of that money. There's a governance and a political issue because the accounts have to be given to the government and the minister is responsible for appointing half the board. Like It's a serious story on so many fronts. It's, it's not anything, anything merely that could be written down as a, a showbiz thing. This is huge. Zara, where were you when you heard about this? I know you were you were off as well as I was, um, but mm. this is one of those stories you can't actually avoid when it happens. Your phone almost detonates. The heat of the phone, uh, it burns <laughs> a hole in your hand when you get this. What, what was it like? What was your instant reaction to this? Oh, well, um, yesterday was my birthday. And so I was actually getting ready to go for dinner with uh, my boyfriend and my parents. And this happened and I was like, I cannot believe this is happening as I'm going out the door because, of course, this is one of those stories that 
in a lot of ways you want to sit across for the evening and sort of follow the updates and yet I really wasn't able to do that last night so I've been playing a catch-up this morning and, and my god there's been a lot to digest uh, in that catch-up I suppose if I'm honest I think one of the first things that came to mind though and I think we can all empathize with that is how it must feel for the journalists working in RT for people working on the ground in RT who are perhaps freelancers people who do you know a couple of shifts a week who put in their invoices every month and wait to get paid if you're somebody like that and I've read some commentary from people like that um it's devastating actually to, to see this and to understand this, let alone if you're somebody who is struggling to gather the money together to pay the annual license fee and a cost of living crisis. Uh, all of these people across the board uh, must be feeling um, honestly very upset uh, about the situation today. But particularly, I think there's great empathy with with you know people that we meet on the road every day who are good, hardworking journalists who um, will be absolutely stunned by this in the same way everyone else was. Yeah, and I think that it's also worth bearing in mind that at the time when Ryan Tuberty did see these payments coming into his account, in, in towards him, there was also cost-cutting measures being put in place in RTE. Mm. It was also at a time when RTE was asking for an increase in the licence fee uh, and it was effectively playing the poor act for a very, very long time and it has done for a number of years, calling for the fact that it needs more money in able to do, in able to do what it does. Um I want to bring you Ryan Tuberty's statement, which was released yesterday when all this came out, about this extra €345,000. He said, like many people, I'm surprised by the announcements made in RTE's statement today regarding the errors in the reporting of its accounts. It is unfortunate that these errors are in relation to how RTE have reported payments made to me. But I just want to be clear, this is a matter for RTE. And I have no involvement in RTE's internal accounting treatment or RTE's public declarations in connection with such payments. Uh, he finishes that statement saying, obviously, I'm disappointed to be at the centre of this story. But unfortunately, I can't shed any light on why RTE treated these payments in the way that they did, nor can I answer for their mistakes in this regard. Now, this is a statement but which is going to cause it, it raises more questions than it answers are. Well, it does. And I suppose the key question when you listen to that statement is, you know, everyone looks at the RT top earners list when it comes out every year. If you're one of those top earners and uh, you see that there's a mistake in the figure that's been printed, surely you would ask yourself a question as to why, oh, actually they, they got it wrong there or it's been misprinted or has there been a mistake? And I think uh, one of the key questions will be um, when you knew the number was being published, why not ask uh, why it was the wrong number? Just, you know, in the interest of sort of accuracy and transparency, why not raise the hand and say, actually, uh, that, that's the wrong figure? There's one yeah, other point actually about this, about the origin, sorry, Richard, just about the the way in which this arrangement sort of was structured, because, and let's just say up front, you know, I, I've a, I'm still moonlighting commercial radio, so I kind of know a little bit about all this works. But if you think about the way in which program sponsorships work, the whole nature of program sponsorship, and people remember this from when Ray Darcy moved over to RTE and there were questions raised about his wage. The whole idea is that, yes, the RTE big talent get paid, get paid large money, but that it's offset by, well, the ad revenue that you get in in your programs, but also the sponsorship for the actual program itself. Um, but what happened in Ryan Tuberty's case is that there was an arrangement with the private company where they paid Tuberty to make personal appearances for them and in turn, then they got a discount or a kind of a credit note on their sponsorship to RTE. So ordinarily, when a sponsor sponsors a program, you're basically subsidizing the presenter's wages. In this instance, they weren't subsidizing. They were supplementing because Ryan Tuberty was already getting nearly half a million quid at the peak of the last few years from RTE. And now it turns out on the side, another deal 
that was worth up to €75,000 a year. And it just goes completely against the whole ethos of how sponsorship of programmes is actually meant to work. It is. And I think what's going to be the, the jarring thing for the public and the public reaction to the story has been huge. And thanks to everyone who's actually sent in a question or a comment uh, when we announced that we were going to be doing an emergency edition of the podcast to this. But I think it's the fact that it, it's very hard for a lot of people to understand how you can have 345,000 extra euro pay in payments uh, come into you without noticing it whatsoever at a time when Ryan Tuberty has also done interviews about the fact that where he has said that he's taken between 30% and 40% in pay cuts since he began presenting the Late Late Show. He also told the Irish Examiner in 2021 that a salary is not going up. So I just think that there is a lot of... I think the public is going to want answers to this. And I think that there was further questions raised on Friday when it was confirmed that Dee Forbes, the outgoing director general of RTE, who is due to step aside at the start of next month in July, uh, she t- we were told by RTE yesterday, uh, i.e. Thursday, that Dee Forbes was on leave. It co- turns out today that she was actually suspended from RTE uh, on Wednesday. And that is another thing which is just going to prom- promote, promote more questions. Like the handling of this has not been great. Well, because like, Gavin, you were saying you had put in a request for that statement, hadn't you? So, I mean, it was kind of just a case of not answering it directly then. Yeah, because we, we got wind that there might have been some question marks around whether D Forbes was still in situ. She's due to stand down, I think, as DG on July the 10th or 11th. But we had gotten some suggestion that she was actually gone. And not just in the sense that she was serving the remainder of her time by taking annual leave, which sometimes happens that she had literally been removed from the role. We put in a query. I rang up the RT Corporate Communications Office. They asked me to put it in in writing. I did. And we never heard back. And then we only hear this afternoon when RTE choose to volunteer it themselves that, in fact, Dee Forbes is not merely on annual leave, but she's been suspended as well. And interestingly, um, Shun Niralik, who is the RTE's chairperson, she was on the 6-1 News on Thursday evening. Um, she said two things which I thought were, were interesting. First of all, she didn't actually you know, concede that Dee Forbes had been suspended. And to me, that just seems a very odd thing not to say, because you have to act in good faith and presume that her going on the news was supposed to be an exercise in transparency, that it wasn't supposed to be any kind of a corporate PR exercise. But she went on in an exercise in transparency and failed to mention that Dee Forbes had been suspended from the job as part of all of this. And moreover, she also said that nobody at board level was aware of any of these arrangements. Well, if we are to assume that Dee Forbes has been suspended because of these arrangements, well, Dee Forbes, yes, she's the director general, but she also sits at the board. So she would have been aware, uh, sitting at the board for most of the last seven years, that this sort of arrangement might have been in place. So how the RTE chair can then go on the 6-1 News and tell Dave McCullough and the public that nobody in the board knew just doesn't stack up to me. And this is, I think, Zara, this is going to be one of the things which people are going to actually have probably the most questions about, is the timing of Ryan Tuberty's announcement that he was standing down from the Late Late Show. That happened to be a decision which he announced in March when the first word of this within RTE was coming to the surface. Now, the timing of that just generates further, further questions. Uh, I know that the, the Dolls PAC is going to meet next week. They're asking RTE Supremos, bigwigs, whatever sort of uh, terminology for chiefs you want to use. Uh, they want them to be hauled before TDs for uh, the mother of all uh, hauling over coals, I suppose, uh, next week. But Zara, that is something which does stick out. If you just play the facts of the matter yeah. down there, it is something that does stick out. 
Well, look, I've always had a Raptors committees throw up uh, great and very interesting viewing and uh, it would be one that certainly I suspect will be will be highly subscribed to. And uh, I look forward to seeing how the questions are answered and I look forward to seeing what the questions are that are put forward. I think what's crucial, and we, and we began by talking about this here, though, Richard, really is for public trust and public confidence in all of this, you know, and, and the trust of the people who work there. And I cannot stress that enough, you know, the trust of the people who are, as I said earlier, coming in, doing a decent day's work. Um, you know, I saw freelancers talking online about sort of like having to chase the account office to get paid for a couple of shifts they had done yeah. you know that they would send in invoices and wait for months and months at a time to get paid and you know not everybody in RT is earning half a million euro a year and that is just the reality of it and I do think as well that there's kind of this um you know pa- passive perception oh you're in RT now you're on the big money there are a lot of people in RT who are not on the big money there are a lot of people in RT who are working very hard for the money they're earning and um, those people feel really left down today because uh, it does raise questions about trust and, and accountability within the broadcaster but those questions um, will have to be answered it shouldn't be a reflection on the hardworking individuals who go in and do a decent day's work yeah 100% and I mean during the COVID pandemic which is one of the you know as a, as a time period during all of this it overlaps with a lot of the time during this. During the pandemic, RT took on extra funding from the taxpayer to prop up the salaries of the staff who were actually put on the furlough scheme at that time. For it to then turn out that their highest paid presenter at the very top of the the sort of the Christmas tree of top 10 presenters there was actually being paid more than he was at the start of it as opposed to taking a pay cut, which was what was advertised. That is quite shocking and it is going to be something which is going to have, it is going to jar with RT staff. They do say that they're shocked. I'm sure all of us have been in touch with at least a couple of people in RT over the last mm. number of days and the word around RT, uh, it is not a pleasant place atmosphere wise at this point in time, Gavin, is it? No, no, it's not. I certainly I've been hearing from from former colleagues of ours who were over there and other people that have come across over, over many years and, and they all just feel... I, I don't want to immediately leap for the word betrayed, but I'm not sure what the other word is. What, what's the lesser version of betrayed that they, they sort of do feel like that? Because there, there has been particularly, not least because of COVID, but in the last five or six years where there have been serious financial question marks over RTE's future. And we've had D Forbes as director general continually saying that the license fee model is broken and that a broadcaster like RTV, RTE just can't survive while this model is in place. And they've all sort of felt like they were in this existential battle for RTE together. And now to learn that at the very least, the, the, the broadcaster's highest earner had previously undisclosed somewhat secretive deals to earn tens of thousands more on the side. And all of that being withheld from any public knowledge or public scrutiny. And OK, we can't make any assumptions, but if D Forbes has now been suspended over all of this, at least with her knowledge... Um, that that's going to be a really, really bitter thing for, for a lot of people to swallow. Uh, Richard, I know you, you put out a, a call um, when we said we were going to do this on Instagram. You put in a questions box. Uh, what have people been asking us? One of the big questions people do have, Gav, is um, what about the rest of the top 10 earners? And well, we know that the internal mm-hmm. review didn't find anything else in terms of the other top 10 earners. There is an external review now, which is going on into some of those top 10 earners. Some of those top 10 earners hadn't a clue about any of this until yesterday, apparently. So you can imagine the shock they were hit with and the fact that now they're, they're looking you know, around the place going, what the hell is going on? And a lot of them also did take on pay cuts as well. The top 10 presenters in RTE, uh, besides Ryan Tuberty, took on pay cuts during the pandemic and during the, you know, the financial crisis that effectively had seen RTE really looking through all areas of the organisation, looking for what it could cut. And it found things that it could cut. It found things that it could cut. The goodwill of staff when they were asked to take a pay cut in 2019. 
it's a very, very tricky situation. Um, I'm just going to have a look through all the other, some of the other questions we have here at the moment. W one, actually, Zara, and not to make too light about this, we've mm. been talking about Ryan Tuberty a good deal on the podcast in recent times about what, what his aspirations post-show might be. Um, one of those aspirations could have included a, a political run for Oris on Uchtaran, something even the Late Late Show Instagram account uh, pointed towards. Do we think that there is no chance like at all now? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, I saw you starting to learn Irish there during the week. Were we talking yeah. about that during we the did, week? We, we were saying all of us sort of, we did unanimously as a group say this This almost is, is a soft launch of uh, one's ambitions to become the president. Um, look, I, I would say that now is not the time to be discussing a run for the worst is what I would say to that. I think there's a lot of... Uh, questions to be answered before one would be declaring their intentions to become uh, the president of Ireland. Look, um, do I think that he could come back from something like this and make a decent run for the presidency? Oh, people love a comeback story. Stranger mm. things have happened. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, but I mean, if he was to declare his candidacy, candidacy right now, probably wouldn't be great timing, I'd say. Well, it wouldn't be great timing now, but the, there's a lot of water that goes under the bridge in the next um, two years. So it's entirely possible yeah. that the reputation could be very different. There is one short term note, though. Um, how does he come back? So he's not going to be coming mm. back on radio next Monday. Oliver Callan said he's coming back next Monday morning. Um, wh how or when can Ryan Tuberty even go back to doing the day job? Because even, you know, for example, we just mentioned the Renault deal for, for 2020 through 2022. RTE, even having done all of this stuff, Deloitte going through the accounts, Grant Thornton doing this forensic exercise, they can't explain how it was that he got paid 120000 extra for the years 2017, 18 and 19. Uh, and to my mind, mm -hmm. at least until RTE are able to provide an explanation, whatever about a tenable excuse, but until they can at least explain what was done in exchange for that extra money, I don't know how easy it is for, for Ryan Tuberty to go back on air. And the longer that it takes to find that explanation, then the more normalised it is that he's not on air. And it could be very mm -hmm. difficult to go back after that. Yeah, I think that is something which is going to be in the short term something to look at, isn't it, Zara? The fact that how long is it going to be yeah. before Ryan Tuberty ends up back in the Radio 1 slot? The fact that he was, uh, the decision was taken for him not to present on Friday morning it's very hard to sort of undo that. You have to have a, a justification or a reason why he would be, first of all, why he'd be taken off air today and then why he would be back in place again, whether that happens next week or the week after or the week after. Um, mm. It is going to be something that's going to be huge focus and huge scrutiny if he ever does end up in the chair again. Mm. I would w I wonder, would there be an element to take a summer break about the timing of all this? You know, the fact that it's kind of coming to the end of June, does it make sense for, for if he's going to come back to maybe sit it out for a couple of weeks uh, while lessons are learned, that, that key term, folks, lessons will be learned, um, that perhaps there might be an absence. I mean, I don't know, going back on Monday does seem quite soon. Look, what I would say as well is that, you know, Brian Tuberty has had a, a very strong relationship with the Irish public for a very, very long time. Um, he has, you know, his reputation has always been um, held in high regard. Um, I think people will be disappointed and will be um, upset by these revelations. But um, whether or not it will completely damage that relationship remains to be seen. Yeah, I think uh, to just wrap it up, I mean, we've sort of identified the main issues and why this is such a big story in terms of, you know, the receipt of public funds you know, how RTE presents its accounts both to the public as well as to the Oireachtas. Mm. It's appeared before the Oireachtas committees in the time since this first, first arose in March, didn't sort of say, oh, we have a bit of a thing we need to talk about here. Um, it just got on business as usual. That, you know, illusion of business as usual has been shattered at this point. Trust in RTE is certainly going to be damaged from this. Uh, guys, we have a couple of minutes before we have to jump off, but any, any final thoughts mm. on, on how this one is likely to play out or what damage it has actually caused at this point in time? 
Well, just on the point of RTE and, and trust, um, like there's there's a, a big question for um, the the ongoing future. Like we just mentioned there a few minutes ago, D Forbes, who had always said we need to have um, some massive reform of, of the license fee. Like even from knocking around Enster House on Thursday evening after this came out, the immediate hot take reaction that I got from people who are on the Oireachtas Media Committee and elsewhere were like, well, you can you can take a swing at that one now because if RTE are trying to make this case that they are a trustworthy body to deal with hundreds of millions more public money than they are currently getting, if that's what they need to survive. It's very difficult to make the case that RTE is institutionally trustworthy if this is the sort of arrangement that's been done when it comes to, even an isolated case, just to one top earner, just that that, that breach of trust, as everyone else has described it, is so significant that it's going to be very, very difficult to convince politicians to overhaul things. And if they don't, and if D Forbes is as good as her word, if RT is looking down the barrel of a real existential crisis, it might be at her own feet. Zara, final and we'll just, Gav, just to be clear, well, just final question, really. I suppose just to be clear, will D Forbes, because now that she's gone, still be in a position to have to answer questions? Because that's actually not really clear at the moment. Well, she is still on the books. She's still on the books as, as next she's week. She's still on so the books for another two, or two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. and uh, okay. it is it is actually in law that the DG uh, has to attend an Oireachtas committee if they're asked to do so. So even though okay. she is suspended, if the invite that's going out this evening from the PAC specifically names her, she has to go. She'll be there. Yeah, and I think okay, it, it, well, my my final my final thoughts are I can't wait to watch that Raptors community next week. <laughs> 100% we'll all be there with you and we'll definitely be talking about it in a future uh, group chat as well uh, huge job I suppose for the incoming DG Kevin Backhurst but really across the board in RT to try and restore public trust and confidence uh, given all this Zara, Gavin thank you very much indeed for jumping on Thanks, over Friday we'll be back this weekend uh, we have Ashling Mar the Dublin Camogie captain we were speaking about the LGFA and the Camogie the issues the players there have had to go through but as well as that we're also talking about pride and how sport can be used as an instrument uh, to try and heighten visibility and equality but guys thank you so much for your time we'll be back properly next week thanks guys thanks guys bye welcome back in the time since the recording of this podcast a second statement has been issued by Ryan Tuberty he said RTE's accounting treatment and publication of payments made to me Ryan Tuberty between 2017 and 2022 contained serious errors while I have no responsibility for the corporate governance in RTE or how or what they publish in their accounts when my earnings were published I should have asked questions at the time and sought answers as to the circumstances which resulted in incorrect figures being published I didn't and I bear responsibility for my failure to do so for this I apologise unreservedly. For the avoidance of doubt, all my earnings from RTE have at all times been included in my company's accounts that were prepared by my accountant and filed with the company's registration office and all my taxes are up to date. My filed accounts with details of these earnings have previously been reported on in the media. At the centre of this is trust. The trust of colleagues in RTE and the trust of a great many people who listen to my show. To them, I wholeheartedly apologise for my error of judgement. Separately, it has been reported that I did not take a pay cut over the last number of years. This is simply not true. Over the period of my contract with RTE, I have been asked to take several reductions in salary, and I did. Indeed, between 2012 and today, my pay from RTE was cut by approximately 40%. I also wish to respond to suggestions that this issue had some bearing on my decision to step down from hosting The Late Late Show. It did not. Finally, I am disappointed that RTE has decided that for editorial reasons, I should not broadcast my radio show next week. I look forward to returning to the radio show, a job I love, 
as soon as possible. And I hope my listeners and my colleagues appreciate my sincerity on this. That is the statement from Ryan Tuberty. We'll have more next week. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.